Welcome to the show. Today we're highlighting some of the notable segments from our most recent season, how technology is changing the guest experience. We'll hear from five past guests, each involved in either the retail or hospitality industry. Our first clip is from James Cook, America's Director of Research Retail at JLL. Yeah, I mean, if you ask person on the street and say, hey, how much retail do you think happens online? Give me a percentage. People would say, you know, 50%, 60%, 90% sometimes. But the truth is, it's really low. It's about 13% of all retail sales um, occur online. Now, when COVID hit, that went up. So we had basically like a three-month period during the lockdowns where there was a bounce in online but it's been trending down every quarter since then. Um, retail sales as a whole are growing. It's been really good. You know, we've seen a retail uh, economy boom just right through COVID pretty much. Um, but bricks and mortar retail is growing much faster than online now. And a lot of people don't realize that. So the overall percentage, they're, they're both growing, but the overall percentage of, of um Online sales as a percentage of all retail sales has actually been shrinking for um, really since uh, 2020. Our next clip is from Doug Stevens, founder, speaker, and author at Retail Profit. Doug talks about rethinking the role of the physical store. But here's the funny thing. When you go up to the counter in a Starbucks and you place your order, you do so, uh, you know, you, you give them your order they ask for your name. And then at the end of the transaction, you scan your device and you either pay or you get, you know, some sort of reward or something. My question is why on earth wouldn't you walk up to the counter and scan your device first? And that says, here's who I am. So I don't need to tell you my name. Now, you know, my name. And moreover, you now as Starbucks, know my history. You can see what my preferences are. You can see what I ordered last time. You can begin to personalize that experience in a way that you couldn't beforehand. And I truly believe that that is the future. I think that uh, on an increasing level, when we go into stores, we are going to be, if we wish, if we wish, it's completely voluntary, but we will be asked if we want to scan our device and, and provide the store immediately with our information, connecting the dots between our online behavior and our offline behavior. Now, all of a sudden, if I walk into an Ikea or something, it can start to get a sense of, oh, okay, yeah, we know you. We, we know what you've been interested in the past. And, and based on that, hey, you might be interested to know that we've got this new product over here or that we're having this event on Wednesday that might appeal to you or, you know, all kinds of different functionality. So I believe that stores are going to be transforming from being these kind of inanimate concrete boxes filled with product to becoming more living uh, uh, breathing, uh, active spaces that are intelligent, that are receptive to individual consumer needs and creating individual consumer journeys through those stores and also measuring that activity through the store in real time. The way we measure a website today, we can see how many visitors, where did they go? What did they 
Where did they spend their time? Who did they engage with and for how long? And we start to get a sense now of, again, the store being media, not just being a warehouse. Next up is Anars Clavens, founder of Overly, an augmented reality software. Uh, for example, for me, when I, when I go to a grocery store and I come to uh, the shelves with the spices, I see that there are a lot of different kind of spices and they all look really cool, but I really don't know what to do with them. Mm. And it's like, I would like to have this one, but what to do with, I don't know. So for example, then you can point uh, the phone at the spice and it could maybe tell you, so this is this and that, and you can mix it with that and you can create something like that. So it could be a tool when you go in a shopping mall to help you uh, guide guide you through the products or guide you through the shelves. Um, it can be made also a navigation tool, augmented reality, when you look at the shelf, you point the camera at the shelf and it tells you, and you tell the phone, I want to go to uh, fruits. And it mm. tells you, go straight. When you turn it, it he, he sees where you go and helps you navigate the aisles. Next up is Jim Livingston, VP of sales for Bear Robotics. Bear is helping restaurants tackle the small stuff so they can focus on providing excellent service and elevated customer experiences. The robot is designed, it was designed originally as a food running robot. So um, people always want to do drinks on it and those are coming. Not that we can't do drinks, it's just we're probably not going to take a martini from one side of the room to the other, but we can take cans of Coke and bottles of water and things like that. But in general, we look at our robot as a food running and or a busing robot. So it does one of those two things. Uh, obviously, the goal of it is to is designed so that from the expo in the kitchen, wherever that kitchen might be, I simply send it to a table. Uh, when the robot gets there, <clears throat> the server typically meets it. And then he or she hands out the food to the customer at that time. When they do that, the robot is actually smart enough that it has sensors built into the trays. It recognizes that the food's been removed and it will report back to where it came from. In this case, the expo all by itself, nobody has to touch a thing. So we want servers obviously to meet the food, but in some cases there are uh, customers out there that would like to have contactless service. So that means you, it goes to the table, it says, hey, please take your food. Customer grabs their own food and then it kind of goes back to the expo to do it all over again. Um, that's our food running application. On the busing side, we actually can set the robot so it leaves the dish area. We load it with bus tubs, basically the same bus tubs that a normal busing person would use to clean a table in a restaurant. We make it cruise around the restaurant at certain predetermined spots and it stops for 10, 20, 30 seconds. It's all programmable. And then it makes its way around the entire restaurant and ends up back at the dish area where, of course, the dishwasher guy basically unloads it and puts new bins on and sends it right back out the door again. So those are the two primary functions. Um, the third one that most people don't realize that we do have, and uh, it's actually being used at Chili's as we speak, is a hostess mode. This thing will actually act as a hostess and take you to your table and give you a whole spiel when it gets there, whatever you predetermine that custom message to be. And then it says, you know, enjoy your food and then goes back to the front to do it all over again. So it can act as a hostess or concierge, if you will. Uh, it doesn't interact. It's just a one way device, right? Hey, go to table 24, drop them off, say what you want to say, and then come back to the hostess stand to do it all over again. So that's kind of what the robot does. Lastly, we have the CEO of Operto Guest Technologies, Steve Davis. Operto is like the iOS for hotels 
helping streamline operations and boosting revenue with an all-in-one technology platform. I mean, okay, so imagine you had five people behind the front desk, right? Um, and, and it's that classic sort of, you know, we've all been to sort of Las Vegas, you're trying to check in, the lineup is like a mile long, right? And you're like, oh, it's the last thing you want to do after you've had your flight and your Uber and all the rest of it is like now stand in line for half an hour and then um, and sort of argue with the front desk around which room you're going to get. I think, you know, for, for us, the, the most interesting ones we've seen, and it's really basic, is like, imagine just moving all the, that back of, um, back of house staff into the lobby, right? So now they're all carrying an iPad. They're like, oh, welcome. It's Mr. Mr. Jones. It's really nice to have you in our hotel. We've been expecting you because, you know, we knew you were coming because your, your Uber was en route, right? Or your flight just landed and we knew you'd be here 45 minutes later. Um, we saw that last time you came here, um, you know, that you had uh, 17 Mai Tais. So, uh, you know, here's a, here's a Mai Tai on, on, the, on the house. You know, it's already poured and here you go. And while we're drinking, you're having your Mai Tai. Um, you know, I'm going to help take your, I'm going to help the, 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 take your bags to your room and I'm going to help you check in and, and get you, get you settled. Like, like those kind of things. Right. So like, instead of having like, here's your key elevators on the left, you know, and good luck and see you never. Right. Which is sort of kind of the way it works now, especially in sort of the bigger hotels, there's no interaction with the guest and the property other than like, well, unless you lose your key and then you have to go back to the front desk and ask them for another one. Right. What we, what, where we think it, the, the real magic is, is like, you know, being able to whisk that person through the front lobby, being able to give them that sort of like handhold, handhold if they want it. Maybe some people say, you know what, I'm good and thank you so much, but the, the Bluetooth key is already on your phone. So boop and opens the door. But if you do want to come in and say, hey, like this is where the pool is, this is, it's sort of that like concierge service. And that's really kind of the most interesting use case that we've seen purely just off of reimagining the front desk, right? The, to me, the front desk is about, like, how do you make that first magical first impression on a guest when they walk in? They're like, man, that's super different. Like, I've never had someone greet me as I walk in the hotel with my favorite cocktail, right? And it's cool. Um, and it's really just the beginning. Um, there's the, you know, we've really just kind of taken a, a thimble of water out of the ocean in terms of what's possible on the guest experience side. Um, and, and really, you know, with, with COVID, people are, becoming much more discerning, the travel, the travel um, profiles changing, instead of sort of having that business traveler, you're now having the business traveler coming with their spouse and their two kids, um, you know, on an extended stay, or they're working remote for a month or, or whatever. Um, and so being a being having a flexible system that sort of is able to work across different types of user, like user journeys, um, is really the key thing, I think, for hotel operators now. And, um, and, and we like to think that the pieces that we have in this puzzle perfectly align with the changing consumers' um, needs and, and wants uh, that, are, that are sort of emerging in this sort of new world that we live in. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.